Welcome to Women Destined for Greatness, the podcast, empowering, restoring, and transforming the lives of women on a global level. I'm your host, Renee M. Clerk, affectionately known as Lady Renee. I'm an anointed certified relationship coach, transformational speaker, and the chief executive officer of Women Destined for Greatness. This podcast is for women who want to break the vicious cycles of toxic, dead-end romantic relationships and have their lives restored and transformed. Each week, I will share powerful biblical principles that contain the power to break these diabolical cycles to bring restoration and transform your life. Are you in my free Women Destined for Greatness Facebook community? If not, you need to be in there. If you are a woman who would like to break the vicious cycles of toxic romantic relationships and all of its effects and have your life restored and transformed, then I want you to join the community. And for those of you who simply want more, please log on to my website at women destined for that's the digit for greatness.org. Again, women w o m e n D-E-S-T-I-N-E-D, the digit for greatness, G-R-E-A-T-N-E-S-S dot O-R-G. And make sure to follow me on IG at I am Lady Renee. Also, you can log on to my website and sign up for my free three steps to breaking the vicious cycles of toxic relationships. Or if you are interested in coaching with me or having me to speak at your event, please log on to the website as well. Now, today I will be talking about forgiveness. And forgiveness is a vital necessity for breaking diabolical cycles and their effects. And today I will show you how. But before I do, let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I just come before you today and I just thank you for this opportunity, Father God, to present to these young ladies, oh God, that will be listening. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I pray, God, that you would move by your spirit, Father God, open their hearts and minds to receive from you today, Father God. I ask, oh God, that you prepare their hearts to receive the word of God and let your word, oh God, bring forth fruit in their lives, 30, 60, and 100 fold to your praise, honor, and glory. I thank you, Lord, that no life will be the same after this message. In Jesus' name, I thank you for healing and breakthrough, Father. I thank you for restoration in the lives of everyone listening to the sound of my voice in Jesus' name. And I just cover each and every one of us, oh God, and all that concerns us, oh God. I cover the airways, oh God, with the blood of Jesus Christ from the crown of our heads to the soles of our feet for your word declares that where the blood of Jesus has been applied the wicked one cannot touch it so I thank you Lord for giving your angels a special charge over each and every one present oh God to see to it that no evil befalls us oh God nor any plague comes now dwelling and it is in Jesus mighty name that I pray amen and amen glory be to God Hallelujah. Well, thank you all for logging and tuning in today. 
I wanted to bring you this on-time message. The last time I was on, I was discussing the foundation of a, of a healthy relationship. And we discuss, I said that the foundation of a healthy relationship is God. Okay. God has to be the center of that relationship. He has to be, you need to be building your relationship based on what the word of God says. And today I want to talk about forgiveness and how important it is that we forgive. And I want to break that all down. So today I will be, I'm going to give you an opportunity. Those of you who are my note takers, gather your pen, your note, your notebook, or your device, uh, maybe want to uh, tag one of your girlfriends, let them know to tune in to this, um, that you know that could use this message because we're going to be talking about breaking the vicious cycles of toxic, dead-end, dysfunctional, romantic relationships. And one of the ways that this is going to happen is through forgiveness. And I will go into this. So please, I want you all to have a pen and paper handy or whatever else you use your device to take copious notes because I'm going to be giving you some scriptures that you can go back to and actually read in their entirety so that God can give you an even richer uh, revelation. Amen. So again, uh, forgiveness is a vital necessity for breaking diabolical cycles and their effects. And today I will show you how. Let's turn with me to uh, the Bible in Matthew 6, chapter 6, and it starts with verse 14. At verse 14, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Moreover, okay, and so it goes on to to let us know that we must forgive if we're going to be forgiven. Okay, so the thing is, is that what we don't understand is some of us feel like, but this happened to me and it was so bad and I can't believe that they did this or he did this or she did this or they did this. The bottom line is if you understood how costly it is for you to hold on to unforgiveness, you would release it immediately. You would understand that it is not so much for the other person as it is for you, because in order for you to be forgiven, uh, you have to first forgive. So if you're not f forgiven, if you're not uh, operating in forgiveness toward the people who have hurt you and wronged you, then God cannot forgive you. And you're going to discover through everything that I share with you today, that if God is not forgiving us, then that means that my prayers are not going to be answered because I need to be able to walk in forgiveness in order to receive my prayer being uh, answered. Lest I'm walking in condemnation and with guilt and condemnation bring shame. And we feel that we're not we're not worthy to come before God because we've sinned. We have that guilt and shame. And that's what uh, condemnation does. And unforgiveness brings that when we don't, when we don't forgive, God can't uh, forgive us. And unforgiveness has a harvest. And we're going to get into all of that today. So uh, the word of God says, 
Therefore, if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. So that's really deep. And when we look at, there's another scripture in Matthew 18, and I want you to take these all down. Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 to 35. This is the result of unforgiveness. And I want to encourage everyone to read that on your own, because for the sake of time, I just want to give you that scripture. So it's Matthew chapter 18, 21 to 35. It's actually the effects of unforgiveness are so clear. Um, here we were here, here it is, is a servant who was, um, who owed his master something. And the thing is, is that he went to his master and he asked his master to have mercy on him because he wasn't in a position really to pay all that he owed. And the master had compassion upon him and released him, not just said, okay, pay me another time, but he actually released him like relinquished him from the debt. So, you know, that was huge. Well, you know what happened? This same person that received forgiveness from his master went and found someone else that owed him something. Now, mind you, what he owed the master, what he owed his master was less than, was more, way more than what this person that he went to go find, his fellow servant, owed him. And he, when the fellow servant appealed to him to have mercy on him, give him time to pay, what he did was he was so angry, he demanded of that servant to pay him and threw the person uh, in a prison, you know, uh, because of that. And here it is when the master heard about this because everybody around them knew, wow, you know, what, what had been done for him. And here he would go and find someone that owed him money that wasn't even nowhere near as much as he owed the end, but yet he was released. He's going to go and hold this other person hostage. Well, when the master heard about that, the master was so upset that he threw him into this dungeon and gave him over to the tormentors. And that's what happens when we're walking in unforgiveness. We cannot expect our prayers to be answered because see, everything about God. Remember, the Bible tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. And we need our faith to work, but faith only works by love. Faith does not work by unforgiveness, bitterness, and it it comes from the heart. And that's why I don't want to get ahead of myself. So I want to slow down and get back to where I was, but you're going to see how it all ties together. Uh, Galatians 5, 6 states that faith works by love. So, and we need our faith to please God. Uh, we will not be ignorant of the devil's devices in this season. Second Corinthians 2, 11 tells us, don't be ignorant of the devil's devices. And what do I mean? He knows that if he can get us into unforgiveness, 
that we will not be forgiven by God. And he is also aware that out of our heart flows the issues of life. According to Proverbs 4.23, the word of God tells us to guard our hearts with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life. So we need our faith to first please God. Then everything we get from God, everything that God has for us to receive, it's it's going to come by our faith, according to our faith, be it unto us, right? So because of that, our, and it's coming from the heart, we need to guard our hearts. We need to guard our hearts from bitterness. We need to guard our hearts uh, from unforgiveness and resentment and animosity because those things will contaminate our faith and keep our faith from being effective. Our faith will not be able to produce for us if we're harboring unforgiveness because remember, faith only works by love, okay? So the enemy knows this. So what he likes to do is he likes to constantly um, get us in situations where someone offends us or someone does something to us that we don't like or does something to one of our loved ones or whatever. This is why God constantly says to God, your heart for out of your heart flows the issues of life. So that's so very important. You know, God, help me to guard my heart, guard my heart against offense so that I won't be easily offended, so that I won't be so quick to take offense. Uh, Give me a kingdom, uh, a kingdom mentality. So I think higher than what I'm thinking currently. Amen. So, and you will understand that even breaking up the vicious cycles is going to take faith. So we would not even be able to see those diabolical cycles in our lives broken without faith in God, right? So it's important that we realize that forgiveness is so key because we need the faith in order to bring forth what God has promised um, to us. What do, what things does God want to bring forth through faith for us? Healing, deliverance, prosperity, restoration, wholeness. And we're not able to break these diabolical cycles without faith in God. And in order for us to be in position to do that, we must first forgive. Forgiveness is not about a feeling It is about making a conscious decision that no matter what someone has done to you, it's not worth your inability to ever be able to move forward effectively and powerfully. You consciously from your heart, release them from your own heart. You take your power back from the person or the people who wronged you. And you may be thinking that to forgive them means letting them off the hook. I want to challenge you today to see that in a different perspective, not on, not you letting them off the hook per se, but just understanding from a higher perspective, if I don't release them, then I can't be released. And if I can't be released, I can't get a prayer through. So my thing is, how important is it to you to hold on to that thing that happened to you so many years ago? 
How important is that? How far have you gotten because uh, uh, by holding on to that unforgiveness? Uh, have you advanced in life? Could it be that uh, all this time, the reason why you've never gone as far as you've uh, then you far as you already are is because of your inability to forgive. You feel like it's it's more powerful, more meaning to you to hold on to what someone did to you because to release them would mean to you that it was okay uh, what they did. But I want to challenge you today that no, see that from a different perspective. It was not okay what they did to you. What they did to you, what they said about you, uh, what they took from you, whatever, or took from someone you loved or did to someone you love. No, it was not. It was not good. And it was not right. And yes, you you have the right to be upset about it and to be angry because even the Bible says to be angry, but sin not. See, there's a difference when I'm anger, angry, and then my anger leads me to sin. That's an issue. But he understood. He said, be angry and sin not. But if I hold on to that, you know, and I hold on and I just keep allowing the enemy to play the tape over and over in my head about what happened yesterday and what they did to me and how bad they treated me and how they didn't prefer me. They went off and maybe married somebody else or whatever your issue is. Maybe, you know, you had children and the father went off with another person who didn't have children. Who knows? Whatever your situation is, I want to encourage you today that it is not worth holding on to. God has so many great things for you but it is tied up in your ability to forgive because God does not make us as robots. We have a decision to make and God wants us to forgive from our hearts. And we pray, we ask God to give me the grace, God. I I, re- I realize that I have been walking in unforgiveness. Even some of you may be of unforgiveness. For having unforgiveness toward even your children. Maybe your children, you know, they're grown now and they've done things over and over. And, you know, every time, you know, that you went to help them and you thought, okay, this is going to be the last time, you know, okay, they're getting it together. It looks like she's finally going to be free and, and not going to go down this path anymore. And then you, t- and you do everything possible to be there for her, you, you know, to help her, to encourage her, to let her know that she's loved and she goes right back out there starting the cycle all over again and at this point you're feeling like you are overwhelmed you are exhausted and you are you just don't know what to do and you're really angry and you're very disappointed and you finding it hard to forgive her because you said wow I took my entire savings to rescue my daughter or I took my entire savings to rescue my son. I put my son in that rehab or I I sent my son away to live with my sister so that he could have a fighting chance to get him outside of the neighborhood. And I just used up all my savings to be able to support them uh, in that environment, so thinking that they were getting better, thinking that they were moving forward in hopes that they was moving forward and getting them their lives together. And now come to find out they was doing the same thing all along. 
And I just want to say to you, mother, God is reaching out to you and there's grace for you today. In the name of Jesus, there's grace for you today. And God wants you to give it all to him. He knows what you've done because he said in the word of God, it's a scripture that talks about in the book of Isaiah, where God says that um, a mother may um, have breastfed her child and still forget about that child. But God promises that he will never forget about you because he engraved you on the palm of his hand. So you're ever before God. Your walls are ever before him. And he is so he loves you so much that he knows the very hairs on your head. They are counted. And that's a God that's intimately acquainted with you, that knows you intimately. He's a God that he loves you and he knows what's best. And he's saying to you, forgive I have so much for you. It's on the other side of your decision to forgive and let go and trust me. And so at this point, I want to encourage you to just allow the spirit of God to begin to minister to your heart as I begin to continue giving you this word. So it's about making a conscious decision that no matter what, someone has done to you. It's not worth your inability to ever be able to move forward effectively because what unforgiveness does is it causes you to be stuck in life. And if you're ready to move forward, maybe some of you um, dead-end jobs, dead-end relationships, everything dead-end, stagnant in your monies, could it be that it's all tied up in your inability to forgive? And I, if, I, if I didn't mention this before, I want to mention that unforgiveness bears a harvest. And that harvest is uh, resentment and bitterness. And I want to talk about those things as well. So you consciously from your heart release them from your heart. This way you take your power back from them or the person who wronged you. And like I said before, you may think that to forgive them means um, letting them off the hook. And I challenged you to see that from a whole different perspective, from a kingdom uh, perspective. Allow the Holy Spirit to bring you higher in your way of thinking in Jesus name. But the truth of the matter is because you're holding back your blessings and it also manifests as physical ailments in your body. Unforgiveness, like I said, produces a harvest uh, and that harvest consists of bitterness, resentment, animosity. And the word of God says in Proverbs 17, 17 22, bitterness dries the bones Okay, so it dries the bones. It brings about a broken spirit, a crushed spirit. Okay, that comes from being bitter. The word of God talks about Hebrews in Hebrews 12, 15, that bitterness springs up and it defiles many. 
So when we are harboring unforgiveness, it doesn't just stay as unforgiveness. It grows into everything else ugly, like bitterness. And everyone we come in contact with, we defile. And how do we defile them? Because we keep talking about what happened to us in a sense of, you know, where now you have people hating that person or those people that did that wrong to you. Uh, Because that's what it does. It's like, you know, some of us raise our children in bitterness. We so angry at what the person, the father did, like how dare him. He walked off. He left me with these kids or this child. And you're the child that looks just like that father or your demeanor is just like, you know, that your child is just like the father, the demeanor and everything. And you grow up basically prophesying that over the child by telling them they just like the father who was no good. They just like the father who was unreliable. So what does that do? That gives your child an identity that is not wholesome. But these are things that we do because we don't know any better. Okay. And so God said, ignorance is not bliss. He said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. He said that death and life are in the power of the tongue, that we're to speak life. We're to use our tongue as a two-edged sword to tear down the works of the enemy, but to build up our fellow man. Amen. We're to love our neighbors as ourselves. So, okay, if I love you, I'm not going to talk about you. I'm not going to put you down. I'm going to encourage you. I'm not going to sleep with your husband. I'm not going to sleep with your wife. I'm not going to rob from you because I'm walking in love, right? So love is very powerful. And we don't want to defile others. We want to bless others. We want to be able to use our words to build others up, not tear others down. And, you know, in case those of you who are listening, you're saying, well, you know, I don't I don't agree with this. I'm telling you from a biblical perspective and the word of God for me is the final authority in my life. Galatians 6, 7 says, do not be deceived for whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. So if I'm sowing unforgiveness and I'm sowing bitterness and I'm sowing animosity, that is going to come back. That has a harvest. That's why I said unforgiveness has a harvest. So, and the enemy is hoping that we would be ignorant of his devices. He's hoping that we would never discover these things so that he could continue to steal, kill, and destroy from our lives, according to John 10, 10, where it says the thief come not but for to steal, kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. So this is just the foundation being laid for God to uproot and destroy these diabolical cycles that many of you have been victims of. In Matthew chapter 5 verse 13, it says, But he answered and said unto them, Every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted. Everything that we experience starts at the level of a seed and that seed depending on what that seed is good or bad is going to determine the harvest 
And everything that is contrary to the word of God is going to be uprooted. God has plans to uproot it from our lives, okay? But it's, it's not going to be uprooted by itself. It's going to take us getting in the word of God, finding out what the word of God has to say concerning your situation so that you can now replace what you're hearing because there'll be thoughts coming to your mind in the form of yourself sound like you, but those, those thoughts are not your thoughts. Those are the enemy. Those are thoughts the enemy is trying to project onto you. And if you take them, you receive the harvest that those thoughts are designed to bring, which is a harvest that God has not, did not mean for you. And how do we know this? Because in the Bible, in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, I know the thoughts that I think toward you thoughts to prosper you to give you a future and a hope he thinks good of us we're made in the image and likeness of God and God is not something that is uh, destructive you know we're made in the image and likeness of him and the same way that he created the world by what he spoke he gave us the power of life and death to be in our tongue, not even in his power, not even in Satan's power, but he said it is in our tongue. So if we're running our mouth recklessly and speaking everything contrary, you know, God said, let the weak say I'm strong, let the poor say I'm rich. But we constantly saying what we're experiencing. And God said, this is why you're living defeated, because you're constantly saying, uh, opposing what he's saying, because every time you open your mouth, your mouth was more designed for you to create more than it was for you to eat because you're made in the image and likeness of God. What are you saying? What have you been declaring over your life? And the enemy is counting on us being ignorant and not knowing that it's him sowing all these seeds uh, and that it's him. Uh, he's hoping we never wake up to the impact of unforgiveness and resentment and bitterness so he could continue holding us back from all that God has for us because God is waiting on us. Everything that he's going to do is already done. The finished works of Christ already done, but it's up to you and I to lay hold of everything that he's made available to us. And some of us we're not able to see because the unforgiveness has even clouded our mind, clouded our judgment. Okay. So, and then some of us are not even, have not even really been aware that we still are harboring unforgiveness in our hearts towards someone. And, to, and we can't defeat something that we're not aware of. So at this point, the Holy Spirit is bringing this to our attention so that we can, we can be aware of it. And now we choose how to deal with it. And remember that forgiveness is not about a feeling. It's just about making a conscious decision to release somebody from your heart, you know, take your power back. You, I, you, you will no longer, I will no longer allow something that happened 20 years ago, 10 years ago, two days ago to stop me from going forward, to stop me from being who God called me to be, to, to stop me from walking in and receiving all that God has made available to me. Right? So like I said, Every Jesus said, every plant which the heavenly father has not planted will be uprooted. So we see 
how unforgiveness is something the enemy uses to steal from us, to keep us from receiving all that God has made available to us. We see how faith only works by love and it's by faith that these vicious cycles will be broken and uprooted. But in order for this to happen, we must forgive. If this is you, I'd like to lead you in a prayer to forgive others and yourself from your heart. You know this unforgiveness has been stealing from you long enough. Some of you have wondered, wondered why um, the same toxic relationships, the same dead-end jobs that have no opportunities for advancement, promotion, or raises, but yet you've been there. Uh, your friends is more like frenemies because you've experienced betrayal, you know, no loyalty, um, stagnation in every area of your life. Could it be that the root of that is unforgiveness? And as we start to pray, as you begin to really make a decision to release these people who have hurt you, I pray that you will begin to experience a release in the name of Jesus and that you will experience uh, your life uh, being transformed, being changed and looking more like something that you could be proud of, a life that will bring glory, honor, and praise to God. So I'm going to go on and pray with you and believe with you that as you are, that as we are praying, that the Holy Spirit is breaking these diabolical cycles and that the blessing will be loosed in its place. In Jesus' name, and where you've seen stagnation, where you've seen dead-end situations, that you will see the blessing in its place. Heavenly Father, we come before you, God, and we thank you, Lord, for bringing to our remembrance and our, our understanding, Lord God, that there is unforgiveness present. And Father God, we make a conscious decision in Jesus' name to forgive everyone that has hurt us, Lord, everyone that's wronged us, everyone that's ever offended us, God. We release them in the name of Jesus, Lord, because we know that, Lord God, that if we do not forgive, Lord, then we cannot be forgiven. And Father, I'm asking today for grace, Lord, to release these people in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. And I'm asking you, God, to help us to guard our hearts, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. For you said out of our hearts, O oh God, flows the issues of life. And we know that faith only works by love. So if we allow unforgiveness and bitterness and resentment in our hearts, it will contaminate our faith. And we need our faith in order to produce all that you have already made available to us. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we decide, O oh God, to release these people and let them go free in the name of Jesus. We release them, oh God, and we release ourselves, oh God, from things that we've held on to ourselves, oh God, that we've held ourselves hostage, oh God, things that we've done that we've not even been able to forgive ourselves. Father, we forgive ourselves today in the mighty name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for your anointing, oh God, to destroy every yoke, oh God, and remove every burden in the name of Jesus. 
Father, we come against every cycle, oh God, every diabolical cycle of the enemy, Lord God, that kept us going in a circle, Lord God, of defeat in the name of Jesus, of wrong relationships, toxic, dysfunctional, unproductive, dead-end relationships, Lord God, even on our jobs, Lord God, where we're not able to advance, be promoted, get raises, or make a livable wage. Father, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, I break that in the name of Jesus through the blood of Jesus Christ that enables us, oh God, to walk in your fullness, Father God. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for healing and for restoration, oh God, for every life, oh God, represented under the sound of my voice in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for confirming your word, oh God, that has gone forth today with signs, wonders, and miracles following. And it is in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen and amen. Glory to God. Well, if you prayed that prayer, I'd like to hear about it. I'd like for you to send me an email, leave a comment in the chat box uh, on, the, uh, at the, on the podcast, and let me know what God is doing for you and what has happened in your life as a result of praying that prayer. Again, until next week, I want to remind you all to remember that Jesus is Lord And I love you all. Again, thank you all for tuning and logging in. God bless.